and welcome to A Tale of Two Bookworms. My name is Tony. I'm Kylea. And today we are reviewing Water for Elephants by Sarah Gruen. All right, the back of the book says, Orphaned and penniless at the height of the Depression, Jacob Jankowski, I've never said that out loud before, escapes everything he knows by jumping on a passing train and inadvertently runs away with the circus. Thrown into the chaos of a second-rate traveling show, Jacob is adrift in a world of freaks, swindlers, and misfits. Jacob uses his... Oh, man, why Jacob, 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 Jacob? Anyway, Jacob uses his veterinary skills in the circus menagerie and becomes a savior for the animals he so loves, including a baffling elephant named Rosie. He also comes to know Marlena, the enchanting star of the Equestrian Act, and the wife of August, a charismatic but cruel animal trainer. Caught between his love for Marlena and his need for belonging, Jacob is freed only by a murderous secret that will bring the big top down. Water for Elephants is a dark and beautiful portrait of a crumbling circus. With warmth and whimsy, Gruen depicts an unforgettable world where love is a luxury few can afford. And there you have it. Uh, Water for Elephants, which also has the epigraph from Horton Hears a Who, I mean what I said, and I said what I meant. An elephant's faithful, 100%. So we'll get right to it. I, I think a few weeks ago I mentioned that as the days are getting longer and summer is coming, that we might go a little bit further back into our joined reading memories. AKA and... we're not reading as much, <laughs> not finishing books as often, as quickly. So, ha <laughs> So, uh, Water for Elephants, Kailea, I believe you read this in August. Yes. And I think I read it in August as well, because yes, I read did. it immediately after. Yeah. Uh, might have been September that I finished it. So, this one is a little bit further back for both of us. So, mm -hmm. I'd like to introduce a new segment to A Tale of Two Bookworms. Instead of me saying, Kailea, first thoughts, I will now say, Kailea, what do you remember? <laughs> this is a better better question right um i like the elephant mm -hmm. uh the main character was annoying both in present and past and august was august august was awful i don't yeah I, I, I know he was but wasn't there just like a moment of pity i i think so and i i think it, you know you don't want your villains to be without you don't want to not have the ability to empath empathize with them he it can't was can't be one dimensional yeah well he, they shouldn't be one dimensional exactly he was he was mentally ill but he he was very abusive but uh, he was also extremely charming yes yeah um he's, that was his issue i think he had bipolar yes um un undiagnosed bipolar yeah. I, I don't know if it was a thing in in the 20s who knows or, or the Not no me. the 30s the 30s is where most of this book takes place uh let's start with talking about how this book is written from the perspective of jacob jankowski in in two times in his life one where he is in his late teens or early 20s i think it's late teens no he's early 20s because he's almost he's about to write the exam to graduate from vet school that's right so yeah he has to be in his 20s yeah and um and that takes place in the 30s and then there is the other part of the book which is dealing with jacob much much older either in his 80s or 90s and he's in a an old folks home basically forgotten uh thinking back to his younger days let's talk about that him being old 
just the, the how how do you think the the stories contributed to each other? I don't remember. <laughs> like I I know it comes up because I think there's a circus about to happen. That's right. Yeah. And people are talking about it and there's this old man who keeps bragging how he used to carry water for elephants in yeah, the circus. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Jacob's like, "Ugh, I hate it when people say that it's such a trope and it's never true. But I actually worked in a circus and yeah. I actually carried water for No, elephants. that's not true. Uh, that, your memory is, is very good up until that point because the I, the notion of carrying water for the elephants, that's what makes him realize there's no way he worked for a circus because no one carried the water for the elephants. The train carried the water for the elephants because they drank so much. And that's what, how... When... Somebody has to get the water to the elephants, Tony. But for Jacob, that was how he knew it wasn't true. Because he's like, you didn't carry the water for the elephants. And he gets all mad and he, he throws his old man jello on the floor and gets really upset. Okay. I don't know. But uh, according, just... to, according to the book. But he uh, actually did work with the elephants and... He, Jacob did, yes. Yeah. Yes. Although I read one thing uh, about this book that it all could have been... He's in his 90s. Sorry, I just read 90s. it. It says no I worries. am 90 or 93, one or the other. Oh, right. One thing I read about this book, um, I don't remember if it was the writer or somebody reviewing it, but they said that all the memories of, of young Jacob could have all been a fabricated uh, story told by old Jacob. And I thought, how ridiculous. Why am I reading this book? What would be all... the point of the book exactly, at that point? Exactly, exactly. No, I much prefer to think of it as, as these events actually did happen. I agree. Um, would you have preferred if the two stories were separated in a different way? Like if it was if it was all old Jacob and we didn't have the flashbacks? <laughs> or... Who would want all no, old not Jacob? Not all old Jacob, but if it was all old Jacob and then it told young Jacob and then it went back to old Jacob at the end? I don't remember. Or would you maybe want the old Jacob bits removed? I know you wanted the old Jacob bits removed. I didn't removed. enjoy them <laughs> at that much, but I think they contributed to the story in, in a decent way. Like, I, I wouldn't want the book done differently. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. One thing I, I liked about this book was the imagining of the railway circus life. It's something that I haven't come across a lot in media, like whether that's books or TV or movies. The only thing I can think of is Dumbo. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> and, Dumbo. And it, the notion in, in this book of them living that kind of life, it was something I hadn't come across. So it was kind of unique for me, and I enjoyed it. Unfortunately for me, I had read Night Circus earlier oh, that's right that's right <laughs> so i had two circus on train books in a quite close time frame what's what's night circus about just very quick let's just not really okay okay you know my feelings about night circus. i know you didn't like it i know you thought it was very flowery language meaning nothing oh but that's all i remember oh what a terrible oh <laughs> i'm sorry tara i'm sorry i know you love it but it was just so meaningless. I'll make you read it and we can review Night Circus. Okay. And I'll complain and complain and I will bring out examples of sentences that mean literally nothing. And I just hope I don't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll um, probably enjoy it. Why? Why? 
because you tend to enjoy things that I dislike. This is not always true. No. We've had many examples of us not liking the same things. Yeah, Glass Hotel. Yeah, it's just sometimes I like something and, and you don't. That's the only instance of it happening. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, knowing that you don't like it, it just makes me prime to try to not like it. <laughs> Anyway, Night Circus is a highly rated book. Lots of people love it, so if you're interested in the circusy theme thing, go read it. Why not? It's But unique. I am. I am so interested in it. Are are there animals in it? Um, not really. See, and that's one of the things that really drew me to Water for Elephants was was the inclusion of animals. Yeah. If somebody puts animals in a book, I'm like, "Oh, sold." <laughs> yeah no i feel that and that's something sarah gruen does quite a bit i think her her first couple novels were all about um uh, horses not about horses but people with horses and horses it wasn't just what are her other books i didn't write them down oh sorry <laughs> sorry um but i think one is possibly about a horse vet one is possibly about a horse racer i'm just guessing well speaking of which uh, this is so off topic but what's his name jim harrison oh yeah yeah so hilarious if you like animal books vet which i do i know you i'm talking to our audience our growing audience anyway we lost two followers (laughs) (laughs) whatever um his books are hilarious they're short i I brought them with me when i did um they're short yeah we will be reviewing jim harrison soon on a tale of two bookworms (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't mind rereading them. They're, I laughed and laughed and laughed and wondered why vets charge so much these days. Anyway, that's another story. But because read them. They're they hilarious. Can. Yes. So, Sarah Gruen does, does write about animals a lot. Uh, I think after this, well, I know after this. After this, she wrote one called Ape House, which is about a bunch of bonobos. I picked it up recently. I'm excited to read that. And it... I love animals, and I love books about animals. This book uses animals uh, to kind of show us characters' nature, uh, how how they deal with animals, and the relationships with animals. It's it's a it's a way that we can identify Jacob and Marlena as quote unquote good people, and August as a quote unquote villain. You know, he he beats the elephant with a, a bull hook and like rips skin off of her and chases her around it's it's really sad and horrifying mm-hmm. and as an animal lover those were scenes that for me really geared me towards not liking august mm-hmm. this this sounds awful but you know august spoiler alert he he smacks around his wife marlena and you know that's horrible and awful and then he beats the elephant with a bull hook and i'm like now hold the phone stop that right now now i get furious because it's the elephant you know mm-hmm. it's a different level mm-hmm. let's talk about some of the characters let's start with jacob oh annoying 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 so annoying yeah uh let, let's talk about that i remember one thing that you didn't like about jacob was that he kind of he's basically a vet like yeah. He's basically finished school mm-hmm. and then his parents die in a car crash mm-hmm. and he, he has a mental breakdown and he runs away from his schooling. Yeah. He just had to write his final exam. That was it. And he would have been a fully qualified vet and been able to take over his father's practice. And then he runs away and joins the circus. He jumps on a train. 
He didn't intend to join the circus. He just jumped on a train. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Could you imagine running away from your troubles? You jump on a train and then all of a sudden you're, no. you're in a circus? No, I can't. I can't. I have too many animals. They keep me grounded. <laughs> yeah. I can't run away. There's no option. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine it because I, I was one of those children who were who were definitely threatening every time he got grounded to run away and join the circus. I mean, it would be a cool thing to be able to join the circus, but you have to be skilled in something. Well, you know, I was I was a kid. I was skilled in nothing. That's probably why I never did it. That's not why I never did it. Then you'd be a terrible addition to the circus. I, yeah, it's true. I would just eat peanuts. <laughs> ah, no, you can lick your elbow. That would be you, your thing. Low-level contortionism. That's me. Hey, it's what? Less than 10% of the population. It, it's about 1%. There you go. That's still less than 10. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the ratio of people who can lick their elbows compared to the ratio of bearded ladies is very severe. <laughs> the difference between the two. I think two. there's more bearded ladies. What? Yeah. Ser no. I've seen... One in 100. Okay, you're the only person I know that can lick their elbow, but I have met multiple bearded ladies. That's just because people who can lick their elbow either... Well, there's several categories. There's me, who knows I can do it and flaunt it. Then there's all the people who don't even know they I can think do everybody it. Who are knows. probably listening to this right now and going, hey, can I? No, because everybody goes through that thing where it's like, you can't lick your elbow and everybody tries at some yeah. point in their childhood. But then there's the largest group of people, I think, who are the people who know they can do it, but just don't care. I went to high school with, with one other person who could lick their elbow. And all through high school, here's me from grade eight on licking my elbow, making a big deal of it. Like, tracking down people at school who don't know me. I'm like, hey, I can do this. Because that's me. And then in grade 12, somebody I've been going to school with this whole time, like, licks their elbow. And I'm like, what? You can do this too? It's like, yeah. It's like, how long have you known? I'm like, forever. I'm like, <laughs> how did you not make a big deal about this like <laughs> I did? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Okay. So that's Jacob. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody who couldn't even lick his elbow who joined the circus. Yeah. Well, he was he was um he, he was, was basically a vet, so yeah. he was skillful to them, useful mm -hmm. to the to the circus. Uh next up, let's talk about Marlena. What's the point? I do I do have to say I think she was a very flat character. Very flat. I think she she was very repressed. Because of the abusive relationship she was in, both emotionally and and physically. Um, I think that, you know, horses were her passion and she was very good with the horses, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I think as a character, very boring. And she just suddenly immediately falls in love with, what's his face? Jacob. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. August. The most well-rounded character because yeah. he's bipolar he has bipolar disorder yeah and extremely uh, charming and extremely violent and extremely dangerous and because of the bipolar you know he he switches so often mm -hmm. i can remember the scene early on when he's showing um jacob the animals mm -hmm. and they're feeding like the rotten meat to all the big cats and he lets the lion bite Jacob's arm. 
Mm-hmm. Now the lion didn't have teeth because he he had them pulled, but the the power in the lion's jaw was still enough to severely bruise and even break Jacob's arm, and that's just how August was. He did it with a smile on his face. But it didn't break Jacob's arm. No, it didn't. But it could have. But it did severely bruise his arm. Yeah, and then all the other people who work in the circus are like, yeah, don't don't hang out with August if you don't have to. Like, well, yeah, because as soon as he doesn't like you mm-hmm. anymore then you're in big trouble yeah i thought as far as um as far as bad guys go in books we've read that august was was a good bad guy mm-hmm. he reminds me of of and i i, I won't, won't go into names here but he does remind me of someone in my life who when i was younger kind of assumed a friendship with me and he and he was older and it was very quickly on in our relationship that I kind of realized how violent and and aggressive he could be. Hmm. And uh, reading this book when I did, it was it was quickly after, not quickly, it was shortly after that relationship had had finally fizzled out. Hmm. And um, I saw a lot of those tendencies in August and it was, uh, inter- I thought it was a realistic portrayal mm-hmm. of, of a person like that. Sure. And I like that. Okay. And then we have, we have the circus friends of Jacob, mm-hmm. Walter and Camel. Yep. Walter was the, the little person who, who had his dog Queenie and shared a bed, mm-hmm. uh, a bunk with with jacob they were nice characters yeah they were and camel was was less nice he was uh he was addicted to uh jake i think it is it was like a jamaican um alcohol and uh it would often get it was often poison or something yeah it it eventually poisoned people like disrupt Mm -hmm. their was it their organs? I mean, they'd eventually die. Yeah. They get and, paralyzed. Yeah. And Camel was paralyzed. And in that circus, at least, if you were useless to them, they would red light you and throw you out of the train to your death if if you weren't lucky. And if you were lucky, you would maybe roll in a safe area and be able to just hitch to the next town. Yeah. Um, She's very sad about... What's his face? Walter. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was. Oh, that was another thing. Yes. Yeah, Jacob stealing his knife to kill August, and what then left scene. the knife. Yes. So then they think it was Walter that was threatening August, and so then yeah. they throw Walter out of the train. Well, and that's not quite what what happened. The order of events is that Jacob has this opportunity uh, to kill August, and August has this opportunity to kill Jacob. So Jacob crawls on the train at like while it's moving on top of it. And he goes to August's room and he stands there with the knife and he's ready to kill him and he doesn't. And he just leaves Walter's knife there. Mm -hmm. And then he goes back and without, there was no time for August to to realize this. They were already planning on killing Jacob and they went while Jacob was crawling. They went through the train to kill Jacob, didn't find him, killed his friends. And threw threw them out. I don't know if they killed them, but they they red lighted them, Walter and Camel. Yeah. And it was like, it's the whole kill him before he kills you thing. And, and Jacob then, lacked the guts to do it. 
and but he had taken away Walter's only means only chance of to defend himself. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't even do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, then he left his knife there. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit like Hamlet there, you know, the to be or not to be, and then you spend that whole time debating it. You know what I mean? He should have at least brought the knife back. Totally, totally, and then then you know, uh, who ends up killing August in the end? Spoiler the alert: the elephant. In a moment of true heroism. Rosie, Rosie. The elephant is, is the one with the the courage to kill the person who's been beating her. You, you want to talk at, at all about the elephant? I wish the book had more to do with her. Yeah, yeah. She was a very pleasant character. Yes, she was. She was funny. Um, she was mischievous. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when she she drank the lemonade stand, like the whole lemonade stand, yeah. and how much. Oh, and when she ran away into the the people's garden, and yeah, s- and tore it up. Yeah. What what language was it that she spoke? Was it Polish? Polish. Polish. Yeah, she spoke Polish, which was which was well, another understood thing. Polish. Uh, yes, she <laughs> didn't speak Polish. Polish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Jacob. You know, Jacob Jankowski, he spoke some Polish, and that was another advantage he had because he was able to teach August, who, who was the animal trainer, quote-unquote, um, some Polish words so that they could actually get Rosie to do things in the show. Mm-hmm. Rosie's the elephant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is one of those books that begins at the end. How, what did you think about that as a device? Do you mean it begins at the end? It starts with the pandemonium in the tent, and and august either about to be hit by by rosie or something like that um but it starts with that scene where rosie kills august maybe go to the last page of the prologue right there sure (laughs) well while she's looking at that um I'll read, I'll read a quote from the book. The whole thing is illusion, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's what people want from us. And that's talking about the nature of circuses. And it's very true about circuses, about uh, magic tricks. You know, we all know that it's fake. We all know that. Um, but that's not... We don't necessarily go there wanting to be tricked. We go there... Well... We do want to be tricked. We want to have that illusion don't we yeah even though we know we're we know being tricked yeah we, we we want to enjoy that mm-hmm. i think it's maybe we the same be surprised and yeah i think it's maybe the same appeal with uh with things like the world wrestling entertainment you know it's not for me um but some people well i mean it is extre- extremely athletic what they do but it's just, it's just... <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that did you did you find what I was talking about with the prologue? Yeah. What, what did you think of that? What do you remember thinking about that? <laughs> um, I mean, I I, I get it because it's like to hook you in, but no. No, you're I not... think I generally don't like it when yeah. the the end is at the beginning. Hmm. No, I, I I do know that about you. <laughs> it just I don't know because it's in your head the whole time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to piece and unless it's kind of like a mystery but this was not a mystery so you yeah. still have that in your head somewhere and you're like okay how's this piecing together but then there's no 
real reason to be trying to piece it together. And I guess she just put it at the beginning because the real beginning's not interesting enough, maybe, in her eyes. Yeah. The author's eyes. I, I could go with that. I mean, it didn't draw me in particularly. Well, I mean, it basically starts with a murder. Yeah. And, and everything yeah, going did, up in flames. Yeah, and yeah, it didn't draw me in. What drew me in the most about it was when they were talking about tigers and polar bears and, and cheetahs and antelope. I was like, what, 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 what? <laughs> um, it's a circus. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Have you ever seen animals in a circus yourself? I don't. Yeah, I'm, Technically, yes, I have. In When I went to the circus in Guatemala, they had monkeys. Okay. Um, but I think in North America, it's very frowned upon. So yes. I, I mean, except for horses, if you're going yes. to something like Odiseo or yeah. Cavalia, mm -hmm. but you don't really see them. No, uh, they're as far as I know, nowhere in North America at the time of this podcast do they have animals in a circus besides besides horses. Yeah. But you're not going to see monkeys. You're not going to see big cats. But I mean, I've never been to a circus that wasn't produced by Cirque du Soleil in North America. Oh, interesting. Okay, I've been to a few, and I have the vaguest memory of when I was very small. And this is, I know there's no freaking way that this is an accurate memory. But I have a memory of chimpanzees on motorbikes. <laughs> I know that's not really what I saw. I should probably ask my father about this, because I remember chimpanzees on motorbikes. Maybe I won't ask. I kind of like having this memory intact. <laughs> okay, I, I'll, I'll ask him next no! time. No! <laughs> Don't ruin my illusion. I won't just, I just won't tell you his answer. Interesting. But now I want to know. Anyway. Sometimes ignorance is bliss, Tony. This is true. Oh, don't I know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the ending a bit. So, August. So cheesy! Yeah, it is. It really is. I, I actually liked it. Bo of course both, you did. Both the endings. You're such a romantic. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so in the ending of young Jacob's storyline, August is, is killed. The circus is disbanded and other circuses come by on train just to, to rip the parts out that they want to take for their own circuses. Uh, I don't know if that actually happened in real life, but I thought it was an interesting thing in the book circuses going around and picking from the graveyards of other circuses mm -hmm. and just expanding that way so jacob and marlena are arguing with the local authorities marlena is arguing that she that the horses are hers mm -hmm. and jacob is arguing that the elephant is is his mm -hmm. and that they can't take them they, they they're their property and they end up uh taking the elephant the horses and queenie queenie the dog and uh and, and i think a chimpanzee as well yeah i think you're right uh there's a and then jacob says oh well in for a penny in for a pound because they both tell the other about it they're like i i took all the horses and he's like well i took the elephant and this chimpanzee and it's like well in for a penny in for a pound yeah and then later it says that they join up with um the ringling brothers and that they have this this life together in circuses raising a family and i remember thinking it's like i want to read that book <laughs> especially with the monkey and, and when it briefly mentions all the troubles the monkey got them into the chimpanzee got them into mm -hmm. i was like i want to read that book and, and then there's the ending of old jacob curious george yeah <laughs> we could do that that would take us no time to read oh. next up on a tale of two bookworms curious george 
Um, then there's the ending of the of the old Jacob, who the circus is there. He's in the old folks' home. All the other old folks get taken by their families to go see the circus. His family forgets him, which was really sad considering that his kids were raised in the circus. They know what the circus means to their father, and they all forgot him. Well, don't forget, Tony. They're probably in their 70s They, they are. They're in their 60s and 70s. It says that. But still, you know, I, I felt old Jacob real, real deeply in that part, even though I don't have kids and I wasn't in the circus. I still feel for him. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> um, he wheels himself over to the circus and he uh, he misses most of the show. Um, and then he's having a drink with one of the, the people who work at the circus. And basically they come to an accord to that he'll join the circus for a season and just get to live one last life one last year mm-hmm. uh and i thought to myself i want to read that book <laughs> <laughs> uh the quote he says is so what if i'm 93 why the hell shouldn't i run away with a circus i really want to read that story about the old man in the circus i don't think he'd last very long he has medication it's just a year yeah you reminds right. me of justin yeah, he's still Justin's kicking. Justin's our horse. What? Well, it's not our horse, technically, but he lives here. And he's thirty-four. That's older than both of us at the time of this recording. <laughs> he'll always be older, Tony. Well, yeah, but thirty-four won't always be older than us. True. He's still kicking, but I guarantee you, if if he went a winner with winner, wow, if winner. he went to winter, a winner. Without his special grain, he would not survive. One thing I wrote, I read about this book. Um, I, I, I really can't comment on this because I'm not so familiar with the Bible. But you are a little bit more than I am. Apparently, Sarah Gruen wrote this this book paralleling the biblical story of Jacob with Genesis. Did, did you find that at all? What? Uh, Jacob in Genesis or Jacob with Genesis? Jacob with Genesis. No. Genesis is a book in the Bible. Yeah, this I know. Do, so did you, you find Jacob with Did you Genesis? find <laughs> that Water for Elephants parallel Genesis at all? There's a lot that goes on in the book of Genesis. Yeah. So if you're like talking specifically about... Was there, was there about... anything that paralleled... <laughs> Uh, okay, we don't know. We don't know. It was just one weird thing. With, with Jacob, specifically? Like, Jacob is Jacob in the book of Genesis? Yes. Yes. No. Okay. See, I didn't know. I just thought it was odd, and I had no idea about it, because I'm not familiar with the Bible. Um, But I thought I'm trying to. I'm trying to think, like, what exactly. Now I'm curious. Because, I mean, I spent many, many, many years studying the Bible, and that was a long time ago now, but... Okay, well, well I'm curious. on the other side of this podcast, <laughs> when none of you are listening, we will look into it more. Do your own research if you're interested. But did, didn't she not say anything more about that? Not much that I could find, no. Just that it was paralleling Jacob's story in Genesis. Yes. That's all I found on it. Interesting. Very interesting. 
we, we, we won't go into it more here. If we find anything that's even more interesting, we'll add this on next week. We'll just let you know, like, oh, a little update on Water for Elephants. No, it doesn't parallel at all. Or we'll do it addendum, like, um, he Nostradamus. Yeah. Yeah, we have time. We're recording this a couple days before we release. Wow. <laughs> um, it's a happy ending for Jacob and Marlena, this book. Yeah. I like that. Others in the book, not so much. Um, Walter, no. Camel, no. August, no. But who cares if he has a happy ending? The owner of the circus, no. No. Also not a great guy. But not a not as bad anyway. Although he was okay with them red lighting all those people. So maybe it's a good thing that it wasn't a good ending for him. It was the depression. Him. It was hard. You just threw people off your train if they weren't making enough money. <laughs> it was the depression. <laughs> um, there were some things in this book which were true anecdotes taken from other circuses. Apparently, um, some circuses did actually keep hippos in formaldehyde as an exhibit. Hmm. Um, another true... Another bit of this book, which came from a true anecdote from from a circus, was uh, there was there was an elephant in one of the circuses that would routinely pull his stake out of the ground and go and steal lemonade. <laughs> there there was at least an elephant that did that. Um, okay, I know it has been a while, but Kylea, final thoughts. I wouldn't read it again. Fair. I did read it again. That was my my second reading of the book. I wouldn't read it again. Yeah. <laughs> Two is enough for me. All right. I have a couple quotes, and then we will call it a night. Keeping up the appearance of having all your marbles is hard work, but important. That was obviously Jacob as an older man. Also, life is the most spectacular show on earth. Also. Jacob as an old man. He was very reflective as an old man. The more distressing the memory, the more persistence its presence. Guess who that was? Sorry, I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm thinking about how Jacob relates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will tell you this right now. It was old Jacob. This next quote is also from old Jacob. Even as your body betrays you, your mind denies it. This next quote. That's, you know what? That's accurate. It's super accurate. We're not even that old and yeah. <laughs> we're already feeling it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually thought old Jacob had some interesting things to say on aging. And then there, there's, there's one, this last quote is about the fact that he outlived his wife, Marlena, who was a few years older than him. So it makes sense. But this is not the most profound sentence, but I think it's very true, even though I don't know. Being the survivor stinks. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Sucks to be you. Because, of course, we have a deal that I, I have to outlive Kylea. Yep. And it's going to stink. But we don't want to end on a sad note. So I'd like to thank everyone for listening. This has been our 17th episode, I believe. I don't think so. No? What do you think? 16? I think it's 16. Uh... Maybe it's 17th. I should know. I did just write it down. I will check very quickly. Bear with us, re listeners. We are at... It's 17. Tony was right. Booyah! Okay. 
I would like to thank you all for listening. Please join us next week as we review The Gracier by Kim Leggett. Is that right? Ooh, I don't know how you pronounce her name. Well, I don't even know if that's her name, honestly. <laughs> for A Tale of Two Bookworms, my name is Tony. That's fine. I'm Tony. This is fine. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. Good night. You don't know if it's night, Tony. That's fine.